Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the American Age Podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of the American Age, and I am speaking to you from my home again uh, in Southern California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project, and I'm coming to you from Harlem, the epicenter of the COVID um, virus at this point. Oof. And my name is Seth Rodney, and I am a senior editor at Hyperallergic, uh, which has just launched a new membership program. So if you are listening to this, please do consider joining us. Um, memberships start at, I think, at like $10, an hour, $10 uh, a month. And maybe go up to, I don't know what it is, patron level is like a thousand or something. But, uh, it's a way to support the kind of criticism and news coverage in the arts scene that is rare and unique. So that's my plug. Uh, yeah. And, and as you know, to help out your plug, there are some people that a thousand dollars is like 10. So if you've got a thousand dollars, you know, spend it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Support support something meaningful. So, yes, absolutely. Um, Um, This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving ourselves the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. And last week we had sort of uh, talked about um, talking about the way institutional racism is playing out during uh, the COVID-19 pandemic. And we talked before the show and we decided not to talk about that, at least not directly. I'm sure it'll come up at some point. But we wanted to speak in more personal terms in general and also talk about things that we think might be helpful to people right now in the midst of what's going on. Because there are mindsets, there are psychological outlooks that we can apply to the situation that can help us cope with something that is awful and tragic. And and not overusing the word. I mean, you know, something literally using the word tragic in its in its truest sense. That this is something that has brought a a great and aspirational planet and country to its knees. I mean, just absolutely uh, brought us low. And so we were going to talk about being in shock today. And what that looks like for us in personal terms, I think, and maybe for for people around us. Seth, you're about to say something? Well, I wanted to follow up on the idea of tragedy. One of the profoundest things, I think I learned this in undergrad, was that there's a particular definition of tragedy that comes out of ancient Greek um Playwriting, the playwriting tradition. So Aristophanes and um, specifically thinking about um, who wrote um, Sophocles, uh, mm-hmm. Oedipus Rex. Mm-hmm. Their definition, mm-hmm. the definition at least as it was explained to me um, um, in this undergraduate class, was that tragedy refers to a situation in which either action or inaction yields bad consequences. So it doesn't matter what you do. It's just going Mm. to be bad. Mm. That's tragedy. And I think that that's actually Mm. an apt description of the, of the, of the Mm. moment we're in, like whether we do shit or not, shit's going to be bad. It's already bad. Um, It's merely, it's at this point, it's a matter of shit not being worse. 
Yeah, and, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, and well, and, and a quick aside: Aristophanes was a, a comic playwright, and obviously Sophocles. I mean, the tr- the tragic tradition right. is. Uh, we don't have to get into that, but the exactly what Seth said, building on that, uh, you know, it's taking great figures, right, mm-hmm. or sort of. And and great, not necessarily morally great. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, the, the Greeks wouldn't have – that would not really have been on the radar. They, they didn't really – their ethical system was not constructed in the ways that ours uh, is constructed. Uh, but more around the issue – great as in the sense of strength and virtue as strength, uh, mm-hmm. as in power and extensibility in the world. And – there is no doubt that the world economy and the United States are great in Greek terms. Right. In, I, I mean, in, in the terms of our ability to project our way of life mm-hmm. and our ability to affect the world, which we are doing through global climate change and a, mm-hmm. a host of things that are, are, aren't great uh, mm-hmm. for our future. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have just been absolutely brought to our knees by this i I mean as a culture as a planet uh, as multiculturally um yeah anyway i i just wanted to say that i don't use the term lightly i don't think everything's not a damn Mm -hmm. tragedy right but this this uh this this has the makings of it yeah um yeah yeah. um, and 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 steven before the before the uh podcast started you were saying that you were struggling yeah. with being in your body and today might be the first day in a while you felt that way yeah so it's sort of been like an ekg machine where you're just mm-hmm. kind of up and down mm-hmm. um but for the last it's been flatlined for the last few days where i haven't had a good night's sleep for about three four days now mm-hmm. um and i can say so i was thinking about a word that would sort of encapsulate how i'm feeling but there is no word there's tension there's anxiety there's um, profound loneliness mm. that I haven't really voiced to anyone. Mm. And because I don't really speak in those terms, I'm like, oh, you know, I keep myself company. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's that the tension of not being able to touch or be with my friends or be with someone mm-hmm. has really struck me down hard. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's it's that shock. It's the anxiety of going outside. It's the news, a lot of news. So I've decided to take a social media break as well as mm. a news break so that I can find some center again. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm not finding a, a center. And I don't think I'll find it for a while. But that I'm just going to, in some ways, one of the ways that I've gotten through things in the past, not like this, but just through things that have been tough, you know, emotional moments or whatever, was just to simply go on robo, go just go on autopilot. Mm. At one o'clock, I work out. At two o'clock, I do this. At three o'clock, I do this. At four o'clock, I do this. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I was up. So you guys were texting each other late last night. I saw the text, but I could not respond because I said I don't want to hazard a conversation. Up. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I can't hazard a conversation. What, right. what are you doing up? I'm like, I just wanted to scream. You know, I'm just like exhausted. And I'm just nodding on and off. And so a lot of the things that I have that I needed to do this week, I've done, but I'm behind on other projects. So all that to say is that this has really got me fucked up, you Mm -hmm. know, like a lot of other people. And I don't trust I don't trust that the curve is coming anytime soon for the U.S. or even New York specifically, because 
I, you know, there's a meme going around. You may both have seen it. It's a bunch of people on the train, on the two train in New York City, and it is packed with people. Some people have masks, some people don't have masks. It's just heartbreaking and heart wrenching Mm. in so many ways. And yeah, I'm undone. I'm undone. Mm. Mm. I actually haven't seen this meme. When was no? I haven't seen it right now. Is the meme circulating right now? It's a circulating right now. You'll see it pretty soon because I think what I've noticed is that news is getting around really quickly about um, social distancing mm-hmm. or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And so there are a lot of examples that I've seen, unfortunately. And, oh, goodness. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, you know, the... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm, you know... I don't even want to say... I mean, I, I, my reflex when someone is uh you know upset or hurt is of course to say i'm sorry like and not yeah. like not not mm-hmm. try to ameliorate it necessarily like i'm fine with just sort of being there when but i mean i'm sorry doesn't even like fuck i don't even know like i don't even know what to say in response to that other than i completely get not wanting to engage in so we had a text <laughs> exchange last night it was late for me relatively late for me not late anymore my natural habitat is to stay up until one or two but i have a young mm-hmm. son so that that precludes that because he's got to get up and go to school, but he's being homeschooled now, so this is a non-issue. Okay. Um, so, you know, I was up around one or so getting some work done, and Seth texted me, which we are three hours apart, so he was texting me at like 4.15 in the morning or something. And, and, I, went, and I, went to be, I went to bed later than that, just for the record. Like, I, went no, to bed I, I believe it. Okay. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I, so I was just like, what the hell are you doing? So, uh, so, let, me mean, talk, so, so let me talk about yeah, please, that a little bit. Yeah, please go ahead. Please go ahead. So <laughs> one of the things that uh, I went through as a teenager was a profound depression. I don't think mm-hmm. I've talked about this much. I don't mind talking about it. It's just, just so far in the distance now that mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily come up very much. But from the time I graduated high school at 16, I told my father, I told my parents, particularly my father. They didn't think I was ready to go on to college. They said, oh, you should go on anyway. So I went. And of course, I had a mini breakdown. I went to mm-hmm. Penn State and I had a mini breakdown. Um, stopped going to classes entirely after like the first two months. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was there for like either one or two semesters, maybe two semesters. I'm not sure. Maybe I, I, I came home after in the middle of the second semester. Um, and then I tried to go to school again at Long Island University and this Brooklyn campus. This is where I met um, Mingus and Lawrence when I was 17. And mm-hmm. again, I had another breakdown. I just, and one of the classic signs for me speaking to a therapist afterwards and mm-hmm. made me understand that I was de- de- profoundly depressed was the hours that I would typically sleep change. So I would be up mm-hmm. most of the night and then I sleep during the day. Mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. my, my the meal, that is, that's right. That is a sign the, of depression. That's right. That's it's, right. A, it's a mm-hmm. sign of depression. Also, mm-hmm. the way I ate changed. Like I, I ate a lot less. My appetite wasn't, wasn't robust. Right. And um, wearing the same clothes all the time and mm-hmm. um, um, being incommunicative. But... I don't have most of those signs now, but I do have the sign of my sleep pattern changing. And I find uh-huh. myself, and I think part of it is just 
Well, part of it. It's a COVID-19 fucking pandemic is what it is. Right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Not, not, who's not a mystery. <laughs> right. Not a mystery. What could be happening in <laughs> yeah, my life so, that is causing so this response? <laughs> no, put it this way. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? The wild bombs are going off. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Can you hear me? Like, uh, yeah. So, so that's a sign of depression. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think I'm as disciplined as Steven. So I'm, I'm not as good as like saying by one o'clock I will do this. But one of the things I do manage to make myself do every day is I exercise for a good 15, 20 minutes. So I just have a routine mm-hmm. that I've been doing for years. And okay. I just, I keep doing that. So, mm-hmm. um, that find that that grounds yeah. me, that, that, yeah. that helps. But yeah, I'm, I, some some mornings I'm up until six in the morning because I just I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I for me, la- it was last Thursday. No, I, I guess it wasn't. Wow. Yeah. The, the, another thing, you know, kind of orientation within the week is yeah. all discombobulated for me. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, so I, I guess this imagine. would have actually been like Monday or Tuesday, so a few days ago. I realized talking to my wife, and I realized I said, you know. I think I'm in shock. Like, yeah. I think, I, I think that's what's going on with me, you know, cause I still, you know, I got my, you know, whatever, I got my work done. You do your, whatever you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You muddle through, you have obligations and you take care of your obligations, but in a very sort of zombie like way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a way yeah. in which I, I was not present mm-hmm. in the execution of those tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. and I was like, oh. and then, you know, and the other thing, I, I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I had a very difficult time imagining the world being normal, like mm-hmm. I, the way that it was just two weeks ago, right, mm-hmm. or three mm-hmm. weeks ago, or or the way it will, of course, be someday again, because of course, time will erase everything ultimately mm-hmm. and certainly mm-hmm. will erase this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a very difficult time just imagining going out to eat or right. going to a movie yeah. or yeah. Mm-hmm. and and so and so that's shock right i'm yeah. still like today steven had shared today that he felt like he was just kind of like okay like sort of coming to terms with not moving past this but just that like where he's at and mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that has also happened to me in the last couple of days okay i get it now i'm just I'm shook, as Stephen said. Like I'm, yeah. I'm really like yeah. I, I coming like realizing that and and meeting that and not trying to dismiss it or rationalize it or or any of that. Just sort of like allowing myself to feel like, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, is. It's been uh, helpful somewhat, mm-hmm. you know, that's, just that's just good. even just being in that space. Um, I have to say, I mean, to, to, we don't often, I mean, when we argue, we talk in these terms like that. I, You know, for you guys, I f- like you're in your place. And I know you, I know there are pleasures in living alone. I get that. I know that there mm-hmm. are pleasures in living alone. And even though I'm I'm happily married and I love my family, there are times that I miss living alone. Mm-hmm. But... I think that this is a more difficult time to be living by yourself. I mean, it really it's is like, like 
it's more, it's harder. This is, it's literally, I think it's just harder for, I mean, other than people that are wired a particular way. Right. Uh, right. Right. I was thinking, yeah. so like, who's in the bathroom? I'm in the bathroom or no one's in the bathroom. The end, you know, it's kind of like the thing, right? <laughs> that sums it up um, in a silly sort of way. But I was going to ask you, Seth, and then I think for you, Travis as well, like, what are your coping mechanisms? Because I'm, I'm, I'm pulling on all the stuff that I love. I, you know, watching movies that I love. I am exercising when I can. I'm writing when it's possible. I'm, I'm doing archival work. There's a film called It's Such a Beautiful Day, and it's an animated film mm. that originally was three parts. They were all shorts mm. by Don Hertzfeld. This is an amazing film for me. Mm. I love the simplicity of it, and I love what he does. is basically tracking this one guy's sort of mental mental um i won't say breakdown but just sort of like he's getting older mm-hmm. and and there's distance between the um the guy who's um narrating and don Hellsford both wrote it and uh animated it there's this beauty that i'm struggling to find in this moment mm-hmm. that distance right like mm-hmm. that's when i'm talking to my best friend and my kid and we're doing zoom or whatever it feels so good it feels so like I'm so happy they're okay. <laughs> mm. I my temp, my stress level goes down. Mm. Um, but then I know people like recently a friend of mine whose mother is in the facility that one of the patients there they just tested for COVID, you know, nineteen. Mm. And so I keep oh, hearing shit. stuff like that. Like I said, I think that a senior sit like a senior home, kind a of senior thing? home. Oh, you know? man. And yeah. so a senior home, right? Yeah, like that's bad. Like so, I'm trying to find that distance. But not a, a cold distance, but just a space. Right, um, right. That whole we shall overcome this too, blah, blah, stuff. Dude, I'm just not the person to tell that to at the moment. Mm, Even though mm, I'm struggling to have that distance and that love and that compassion. Mm, but it's just yeah. all on me. It just yeah. feels gross and stupid. And I can't hear another politician talk about we need to get back to work. We need to get this economy yeah. back on. It's just... It's just vile and mm-hmm. gross. And so what are your coping mechanisms? Do you have any? <laughs> are they even applicable in this moment? You know? So so mine are uh there are a couple. One mm-hmm. is that I'm really lucky to have hyperallergic. And because we're starting this new um Sunday magazine, which hopefully will debut in the next week or two. I've had the opportunity to work with writers essentially doing what I do, which is edit, mm-hmm. have conversations around the shape a thing, a piece of writing needs to take and what it needs to look like and how it needs to address the things that we, we uh, that is, I and the writer think he should be addressing. Okay. Um, so that just having that kind of something mental thing to latch on to, to work with is super mm-hmm. helpful for me. Also, you both know, and I can announce it now, I won the Rabkin Prize for mm-hmm. arts journalism. Mm-hmm. So prize comes with $50,000. Um, I got the check just, I think, on Monday, and I put deposited it in my account. And 
Congratulations. Now, now this, thank you. Yeah, that's fantastic. So it, it is really, it's really, it is actually fantastic. I mean, it's a kind of a fantasy. Did you want me to share my Amazon wish list with you, or is that... that's funny? You already got mine. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I need a few things. <laughs> so, so it, it does two things for me. One is it, it allows me to actually begin that kind of wishful thinking, but in a way that's not just operational Con- right. it's concrete it's operational right. you can like yeah right you i can, can do, do some yeah. shit yeah. right right yeah so right. one of the, the first thing i did when when the when i got the money in my account was i paid off my credit card bill and i mm-hmm. felt good and then uh, and now i'm gonna like pay my estimated taxes for the year and i'm gonna pay what i owe on my um tax returns so mm-hmm. have and having that money there and saying okay I'm going to open up a Roth IRA or something. I'm going to put mm-hmm. this money aside. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure I have the money to move up, uh, out of the city, which I plan to do in May. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things is really, it's, it's helpful because it gives me a practical, um, practical things to reach for and something to hold okay. for that I know that mm-hmm. I can achieve now. Okay. So that's super helpful. The the phone calls with friends I find really sustaining, mm-hmm. like life, just life sustaining. Uh, I I I said this to I think either one of you a week ago or so that I had made more phone calls in the previous two weeks than I had probably mm-hmm. in, in in contact with people I hadn't spoken to in a while. I probably then I had than I had done in the previous two months. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just calling everybody I care about and just trying to yeah hear the voice and mm-hmm. know they're all right. Not, not everyone, I should say, I'm not calling everyone. Some people I'm just emailing. But I'm mm-hmm. still in some sort Making of, contact. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just hearing that they're safe and well is reassuring. I, I find mm-hmm. that need, I, that's, that's helping me get through this too. Nice. Yeah. That's beautiful. So mine is uh, probably not as uplifting as yours, uh, <laughs> Seth. I go in the the very opposite direction and this is real i'm not i'm not just making this up so i'll Mm -hmm. I'll explain it with uh with an anecdote of when this way of dealing with difficult things kind of showed up on my radar even though i had heard of it in other contexts so there are these yogis called agoris and Mm -hmm. they live on funeral ghats in india and they beg, their begging bowl is uh, a, a smoothed out and cleaned human skull. Mm-hmm. And they they essentially cover themselves in death. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there's sort of these like fearsome figures in in classical, in Indian literature and, and also fearsome figures in general. It's the most mm-hmm. extreme version of what the Stoics practice and, and what, mm-hmm. uh, and what uh, Buddhism tells you to, to sort of one of the ways to think about coping with the difficulties of life. So I literally, um, I mean, this is, I don't know that I've uh, shared, I'm sure I've just told my wife, but I think not only of my own, uh, death and mm-hmm, my own mm-hmm. my own eventual senescence and my own frailty that is much closer than I would like it to be. I think mm-hmm. about it for my wife and I think about it for mm-hmm. my sons um, and I think about it for the people that I love and care about that 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 frailty is just around the corner and mm-hmm. that confusion, an inability 
to extend yourself into the world and, mm-hmm. you know, sort of force your will or shape things uh, is coming to an end. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that is where is that's those are the thoughts that I've tried to return to mm-hmm. uh, and to say that, OK, I got this. Like, all right, I can, I can do this. Like, th- I'm still able-bodied. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not sick right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not senile. I'm not old. Um, mm-hmm. My, I, I mean, to put this in in very concrete terms, our next door neighbors, who's, I guess, I won't share the names, although not that anyone would know, but they have a mentally disabled son, her son, mm-hmm. his stepson, uh, who has been violent with them in the past, and. The husband has told me uh, about this on a couple of occasions. Well, Ooh. Monday, um, I was wa- I was working here at home, and Molly started screaming at the top of her lungs for me to come out, and I ran out to the front door, and the son was attacking my neighbor, like fuck, vi- violently, like on top of him, straddling him. I mean, it's a, it's, he's in his thirties or forties. Mm-hmm. And so I had to like physically intervene and get him off of him and like protect this guy from his own mm. stepson. And Oof. the cops were here and and Oof. all this kind of stuff. And I was talking. It was really obviously an awful situation, far more awful mm. for for them. And you know, I was talking to I was talking to my neighbor about. It. I keep wanting to use his name. I was talking to my neighbor about it, mm-hmm. and he clearly. Ha- there was obviously he was scared and shaken up. He's a big guy though, but he's like seventy eight or seventy seven or something like that, and oh, you know, oh. and just you know, dealt with it in in a very graceful, as graceful as you could be in that situation. But at the same time, you could tell he was thinking about the fact that this that his stepson, who he has of course known for twenty years had just beaten him up physically. Mm. And of course, as a man, as much as we might rationalize how meaningless those things are, of course, we don't feel that they're meaningless. Of course, we we feel differently about that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I, the thing that I said to him is I said, you know, I've never been where you are. I'm not that age, but I will be someday. And the thing that I imagine must be most difficult is that most of your life, you haven't been this. Right. Most of your you have all mm-hmm. this practice being young and strong and mm-hmm. and capable, and you have mm-hmm. no practice at being an old man or an old woman. Mm-mm. You just no. you have to deal with it in in these without the tools, and and so we're all old men and old women right now. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're just we we're powerless. Mm-hmm. We don't. Mm. I mean, you know, we have to rely on other people to help us, mm-hmm, healthcare mm-hmm. workers and a government that we don't trust. I don't trust that. I don't want to, I don't feel a need. You know, I, I saw on late night TV where they, you know, Trump is like, oh, they want me and want me to fail. They want me to fail. I don't doubt that there are some people that want him to fail, but I fucking don't. Like, I, 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 I want, like, mm-hmm. I, I would be. The best version of the world I could imagine that he wakes up today and goes, you know what? I'm going to think about other people. Like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't care about the politics right now. I care that mm. Central Park is a triage ward. I care that, you know, they're mm-hmm. anyway, whatever. I, I've been talking a while. So I just, <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
Mm. Yeah. Mm. So that story, though, I mean, so there, there are two things I want to say very briefly is that mm. what got me out of bed yesterday was to dictate the people who had, the people who have passed in my family, mm. and then to imagine the deaths of my siblings mm. and the people I care yeah. about. Yeah. And it was a strange thing. I was doing it with my mom, my brother, and my sister, mm-hmm. and my grandmother. And then I said, well, let's just talk about it. How old am I? I'm 54. Da, 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 da. But that got me out of bed because I need yeah. to have it in front of my face. So I'm not sure yeah. how it maps mm-hmm. onto what you were doing. But I thought That's, when you said yeah. that, I was like, God damn. Because that I don't like it like feeling like this. Mm-hmm. I prefer to have more space and more space yeah. for the universe. And of course, I don't want to be... You know, to feel like, you know, to be tensed up all the time or thinking about death. But I also want a more generous view of death, a more honest view of death. And so, like you said, I might feel some way, but it doesn't mean I think that way. So I'm trying to, like, find a a happy space between these, not happy space, but that they're talking to each other, these ideas. And the other thing is Hmm. that when you restrain that young man, I was concerned that you might, you know, Get a, get um, right. get COVID nineteen. Right. I was yeah, like, exactly did you put a mask? Did right. you put a mask on the boy? Did you put right. a mask on the whole yeah, man? Exactly. I was it, like, did, I, what did you do when you went in the house? You know, I'm sorry, but go ahead. Yeah, it, no, it no, really no, triggered no. It's, me. It's a it's a very fair question. Molly was also concerned about that. He, I, I clearly this he was a coward. Like as soon as he was okay. physically confronted with someone that was not afraid of him and was and was. And wasn't, you know, just going to... Cow. It wasn't power. Yeah, it wasn't powerless to defend himself. Uh, He backed down very quickly. And so Mm. there was very limited physical contact. I didn't get, you know, I'm not Mm. bruised or bloody, nor is Mm. he. Um, Mm. And and he retreated back to his house next door, and then Mm. the cops showed up. Okay. um, So, I I mean, I washed my hands, I washed my face, I did all this kind of stuff afterwards. But, but, you know, I mean, we'll see. So... I didn't... I don't have the experience that you both have I, I i'm not sure what this has to do with that but i'll try to sort through this as i mm-hmm. as i'm talking my mom has dementia and i knew that my mom had dementia i think it was more than a year ago and in fact mm-hmm. i remember having a conversation with my father who i talked to very rarely and i said to him my mother has dementia she's losing She's losing the thread in conversation. She can't quite hold on to information. She asked me to repeat things too many times, and it's not just mm-hmm. about hearing. It's about mm-hmm. cogitation. It's about her mm-hmm. being able to understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm-hmm. nah. He's, his response was, nah, I don't, I, I don't understand that. I don't, I don't see that happening. I, 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 that, that's mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. a year later now, it's more full-blown, and he can really see it. And he's had to get an in-home attendant to mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. my mom cook meals and and take care of her. And apparently my mother now is acting out. She's pulling down curtains. She's mm. being physically um, resistant to, to, to the attendant. She's doing some other stuff, which I won't mention because it's just mm. too much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she's she's not fully there, and so I've spoken to I spoke on to her with her on the phone mm-hmm. about a week and a half ago, maybe ten days, and she was with me for about two minutes, 
but then mm-hmm. it's she goes away go, and, go and, and so mm-hmm. like her her presence with me is really ephemeral mm-hmm. and i went through this thing where i thought i don't really want to see her like this i don't it's just going to be too hard for me i spoke to a couple of friends about it there and of course they said oh you really need to go see her and then i thought oh maybe i should and then the rabkin award arrived and i thought oh well okay i at least i'll have the financial means to go see her so and then right right around the same time it became impossible to fly to jamaica to go see right, her. right. Yeah. so, yeah. so mm-hmm. it was like, yeah. that's that's not going to happen anytime yeah. soon i don't know what that means um i i i i think that i'm dealing with it relatively well uh i'm not terribly anxious or Mm -hmm. depressed about it. I just know for a fact that this is only going to get worse until she dies. So Mm -hmm. I think I've kind of just made myself accept that, that that's what the deal is. There's, Mm -hmm. there's no, as far as I know, there's no coming back from dementia. Um, Mm. It's it's only going to get worse. Has she been diagnosed as having dementia? I, no, I mean, okay. with my family, even though my mom was a registered nurse, we've always been sort of res- resistant, I suppose, to getting mm-hmm. official diagnoses of anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister's gotcha. my sister's mildly autistic, and she's never been, I think, uh, officially diagnosed as having autism. But the, mm-hmm. you know, so th- there we are. Um, okay, I, I do want to say that. And one of the most profound feelings I have right now that is frustrating to me is that I really feel the need to sexually connect with someone, to have mm-hmm. to have mm-hmm. someone here. And that is the hardest part for me now. It's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. living alone. It's like I remember one time I was on the I you know, I grew up in the North Bronx. I would take the two train um mm-hmm. everywhere. And um I was on the train going home one day. I think it was in the 90s. And there was some guy wandering back and forth, mumbling to himself. And at some point he says, man, I don't want to go home. Ain't no woman there. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like... (laughs) To put it too plainly. Right? You know? I'm like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... That's the struggle. <laughs> Ain't no yeah. woman there. And, um, you know, Stephen, I know I feel you like that's a some... Willie Dixon song or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very blues, blues oriented. Right. Yes. Right. So, Stephen, I mean, I know that you've said something similar before that, you know, this feeling of loneliness, you know, ain't no man there except for you yeah. in your apartment. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, that, I, I think that, that resonates with you too. It does. And it doesn't help that I'm in, on good terms with like a lot of my ex-boyfriends, mm, mm. <laughs> a few of which live here in New York City. I'm like going, what am I? I'm on why, good terms why, with why, them. What's going why, on? Get why did here. we break up again? What? what right, right, right. <laughs> no, we know why. You want to but... <laughs> come over and have, and have some tea, some chamomile and talk about it? <laughs> Me? Um <laughs> It's and it's interesting because I like I told the other day I put on IG that I said someone just throw a cat through the window just a cat just throw a cat in here I'll take care of that cat just that <laughs> I like I like and I love cats and I love dogs too but I don't you know have them in the apartment or whatever but I'm thinking a lot about being vulnerable in this space because I have a history of things happening either in the family or with someone or deep change in my life and I will simply 
ignore it or acknowledge it and go, hey, yeah, that's over there, but I have to hurry up and get this U-Haul packed. And mm. I, and right now, for the last few years, about a good 10 years now, I refuse not to have my own feelings when they're happening. Mm. And so this is this is this is one of those be vulnerable in this space mm-hmm. spaces. And mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah, and like you, um, Seth. My dad's not ever going to go to the hospital. He's Jim Crow Negro. He's not going to get any diagnosis from anyone. He, right. But he has memory issues as well. Mm-hmm. And so we've tried, but mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. So I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my friends. I think that's we're coming up on time. So we actually yeah. went over, but uh, yeah. who cares? What else do people have to do right now besides <laughs> talk to, have to record and possibly listen to podcasts? What are you so. going to do, listener? You're going to listen. <laughs> so uh, you know, I'm sure you know the pandemic's going to go on for a while. Like Stephen alluded to, he thinks you know the peak is is several weeks off in New York, and I know that different models say different things and. I, I'm sure that at some point in the podcast, we will shift topics before COVID-19 is finished with us. But right now, I think we're going to stick mm. with this. And uh, I hope we can talk about it in some interesting ways yeah. um, for you guys. So, yeah. Thanks okay. very much for the conversation, as always. All right. You guys take care. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye-bye.